Hello, hello. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast brought to you by Focus Forward Media. My name is Mike. I'm the host and I am here with my business partner, producer Mike. What up, what up? So this show here, Up In Your Business, is going to be a podcast centered around interviews with fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, freelancers, and we're going to be taking a, a little deep dive into their life, their story, how they got to where they are, what their day-to-day is like running their business, their side hustle, whatever it may be. Yeah, it's interesting because every story is unique. Um, a common theme that we see, though, is that people had a secure nine-to-five job and their freelance was kind of like a hobby. And the hobby slowly took them over. And we kind of dig deep with our guests to figure out you know, what was going through their mind, why they made the decision to go freelance. And you'll also hear some success stories and also some, you know, some failures because it doesn't always work out. So here in our first episode is Matt Surrett of Matt Surrett Productions. He's a uh, business owner, a photographer, and a good friend of mine. Uh, very talented. And we're really excited to hear his story about uh, being in a nine to five, working uh, full time in, in a company, uh, not going to college, uh, not doing the traditional route, and then jumping and running your own business uh, completely. So uh, we th- we hope a lot of you will get a lot of value out of this and hope you enjoy his story. Yeah, I think his mind state of where he's at is actually you know, a little more mature than a lot of people his age. Beyond the money, he can really see where uh, a job will help his career. Uh, rather than take a little money, he might see the long-term value in taking certain uh, certain gigs. And so before we get into that, we're going to do a, a little segment here we're going to call pre-production. And uh, basically, Mike and I will both bring uh, basically a little piece of article to the table, a little headline that uh, is interesting to one of us. Uh, and I'm going to start with mine. Um, mine this week is actually the Apple FaceTime bug. I don't know if you know about this one, Mike, do you? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, Heard yeah, about you it. probably don't use FaceTime too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so nobody, lot of you, want, nobody wants to look at my face. <laughs> a lot of you might know this one. Uh, Apple recently had a, a big bug with FaceTime where you could be calling someone uh, on FaceTime and if they don't answer, even if they don't answer, you could still uh, start to hear what's going on and if you were to go to add someone it would start their video feed even if they didn't answer so you could still see what was going yeah on. so it was a big security issue huge huge bug and i actually heard some news that uh there were some local people trying to bring it to their attention and they ignored it and then it made big headlines and so then apple freaked out and now uh you know they put out a public apology and uh hopefully the fix is coming next week or this week as you hear this uh you'll you should be seeing this new update fix. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Big security thing. Apple's always big on security. And I think that's a big, uh, a big sort of breach on their whole, uh, their whole security issue. Yeah. Well, honestly, I feel like Apple's just always up in your business, no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Drop the name of the podcast right there too. (laughs) Um, yeah. So for mine, you know, uh, we talked about this, um, last week off air, uh, how Jeff Bridges dropped uh, that tweet. Yep. Um, yep this is get one. everybody excited about the Big Lebowski. I don't know the second sequel. Well, turns out that uh, Jeff Bridges did it as a Super Bowl ad, and it's all fake. What? Yeah, kind of how like uh, what was it? Who was Kenny Powers? Uh, Danny McBride did that. Uh, oh yeah. The Australia. Yep. 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 Promo last year. Oh my god. So uh, yeah, everybody's all pissed off at Jeff Bridges now. Dude, I was looking forward to a new uh, new movie, man. Come on. I'm actually looking right here, and they have it on IMDb, and it has one star, and it just says... Because it didn't happen. It just says fake. <laughs> <laughs> fake news. So, yeah, everybody's pissed off fake at Jeff news. Bridges. Damn, Jeff. You let me down. Before we get into the interview here with Matt, uh, this interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. 
Dev here was a local uh, web designer and audio engineer in Rhode Island. And uh, if you want to go check him out, go to dev-hero.com. Yeah, that's D-E-V-H-E-R-O.com. Tell them that uh, Mike and Mike sent you. That's right. We are here with Matt Surrett of Matt Surrett Productions. Matt, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy to have you here. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Um, so, Matt, give us a little uh, introduction here. Tell us your name. Well... <laughs> I just told your name, but uh, Sorry. introduce yourself, uh, your company, and uh, just give us a little right, bit of background. Run that back anyway. So <laughs> once again, my name is Matt Surratt, uh, based out of Boston, and I own Matt Surratt Productions. Uh, basically, photography, video, and slowly kind of starting to expand into some other things that will be coming soon. Uh, try and do more kind of website development, some sort of uh, consulting work for you know social media and some businesses like that. Uh, I actually just jumped into this full time as of September, I believe. I was working uh, for WB Mason for close to five years and uh, completely doing something the opposite of what I'm doing right now, working in the warehouse, doing a lot of, you know, labor work. Um, and basically, like I said, had to kind of get to the point where I was doing, you know, the photo on the side and ended up working close to 80, 90 hours a week between the two, especially during wedding season. And uh yep. You know, it was definitely one of the most difficult decisions I think I've had to make so far in my life was to, you know, if I was ready to make this jump full time. And uh, I actually, you know, long story short, I'm sure we'll get into it, but kind of made that decision and, you know, haven't looked back since. So sweet. Yeah, you're actually uh, jumping ahead of me here. Uh, I was going to get into that. So just to give a little context here, uh, Matt and I are, are pretty good friends and um, we've actually worked together over the past couple of years on a few projects, uh, mostly weddings, but some commercial work as well. Uh, Matt and I actually connected through Instagram. It was like, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago now, maybe four. Yeah, yeah close to um, that. And, uh, you know, we just met up. And I think the first time we met up, we went shooting in uh, New York City together. We were like, hey, you want to take a bus into <laughs> Manhattan? and Let's go shoot some photos. Sure. And we did. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a cool relationship ever since. Um, but, yeah, so let's, let's go back a little. Um, bring us into... Uh, childhood. Where'd you grow up and, and what was your childhood like? Uh, so I grew up uh, North Shore, so about probably 20, 25 minutes outside of, you know, Boston. Um, never really, I guess it's pretty hard, like one of the most challenging questions, and I feel like, you know, I should have an answer for this by now is basically, you know, if I am, you know, classified as a photographer, the number one question I get is, you know, when meeting with a new client or, you know, even just meeting a new friend or networking with someone is, you know, what made you get into photography? Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess really the, as far as I can think of, I know, um, my mom, she's never even, you know, been close to being a photographer or having any interest <laughs> in the actual field, but, yeah. um, you know, growing up, she was always just the one person in our family and extended family that would bring, you know, the camera to the family yeah. parties and all that. Classic. Um, so I guess it kind of got to the point where I would just kind of pick up her camera and, you know, screw around when I had the time to, and, you know, this was way back when, when I thought the coolest shot ever was just getting that blurred background in the photo. And, you know, I was probably <laughs> taking those days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was probably taking pictures of flowers or something like that just to kind of get the, the cool macro effect Cliche. on it. Yep. Um, and then I guess, like I said, I mean, I just kind of, you know, this is probably back when I was, I don't know, early teens. And then um, I guess I really never picked it up again until high school. Um <laughs> I ended You're throwing shit money. I ended yeah, up uh, my phone here. so I guess back in, you know, probably my freshman year, 
Uh, one of the electives that I took was a TV production class. Where'd you um, go to school? Uh, this was Wakefield High. So, um, like I said, middle school didn't really have any involvement with it. Um, and then one of my electives in high school, freshman year, was TV production. So uh, this is back when this is obviously primarily focused on video. Um, we were running, I think back then we were probably running Final Cut. They never really had Premiere or anything like that back then. Uh, just shooting on those Sony handheld cams, and we were kind oh, of yeah. running, you know, first thing you have to do is kind of set your scratch discs on the on the computers <laughs> and, uh, you know, running DVs. I think that was the name for it. Um, and then, like I said, so I kind of had some sort of interest in, you know, the kind of visualization and all that. Um, I'm pretty thankful for the teacher that I did have there, uh, Jonathan Barris. He was kind of, you know, almost a mentor, I guess you could say, as far as getting my foot in the door to you know, what it would be like. And he was kind of, you know, focused on also the background of it. And he would be the type of guy that would kind of get you to watch a movie and pick out, you know, what they could have done different there. Or yeah. you start to, you know, start critiquing regular like TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, nowadays I can't watch a TV show without kind of critiquing <laughs> right. how they could have done of things course. differently. You could have shot this um, different. <laughs> yeah. But again, I mean, it was it's kind of weird because, like I said, this was, again, this was all video. We did some studio setups and stuff like that. Um you know, running mixer boards, kind of, you know, almost like a newscast type of setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was my junior year. I, I'm pretty sure uh, we ended up taking, a, you know, they had a digital photography class. And again, it was the same thing where I just kind of, I slacked off, to be honest. I think he actually wrote a letter home to, to my mom or an email when she was kind of <laughs> following up with me. And, you know, he was basically saying, like, I wish this kid would put more effort and kind of <laughs> kind of give a shit into what he was doing. Um, but again, send him a note now. Let him know he actually, he, we, have, we have stayed in touch, and he kind of keeps That's in touch funny. with my work and stuff like that. But uh, That's cool. again, like I said, there was never really a, a care or a serious interest in it. Um, and again, I mean, obviously down the, down the line, it turned into a you know, never even thinking of expanding it into a business. Yeah, um, right. Again, not to kind of, I'm sure you guys have other things, but not to carry on too long. But basically, um, I think the main thing was when I started kind of getting people involved, which is when I kind of seen the, you know, the reason to maybe even make it a business or make it something more than it was. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was going into the city every day and shooting around and trying to do landscapes and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, like I said, when you start working with people, you kind of see, you know, again, the, the example I usually give is when I'm taking pictures of the skyline. I mean, it's not really talking back to me and doing, you know, seeing certain emotions right. and stuff like that. It's a whole different thing. Um, yeah. So when I started working with people, like I said, it was a whole different world that I kind of stepped into. Yeah. I yeah. That. I mean, I think a, a big thing with video, too, is I think in the same same kind of context is when you show the client the final video, you see, whoa, this is you see the reaction, mm -hmm. the genuine reaction. Um, but so going back to W.B. Mason, you know. Were you shooting photography all throughout the time you were there, or what, um, when did you really start, again, you know, bringing I, in the freelance? I think I started there when I was 18, and um, I kind of, you know, slowly worked my way up. I mean, I've kind of had the, you know, the You're hustle. what, 23 now? 24 now, yeah. Oh, you're 24. So, yeah, so I've had the kind of hustle mentality the whole time. Um, like I said, going back to high school, I think I graduated with probably a 2.7 GPA. Um, <laughs> you and me both. I was never, I wasn't like a degenerate or anything like that. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, out getting smashed and going to all these parties. Yeah. I think I probably went to three parties my entire high school career. Yeah. Um, but again, I just had that kind of sense that I wasn't going to be going to school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the one thing that I'm kind of proud of myself for is my work ethic. Um you know, when I was starting at, at WB 18, 19, I was on a uh, second shift. So, 
you know, I'd go in at 12 and I wouldn't end up leaving the place till three in the morning because they would just, they would feed you the work. So oh I took God. it. That's um, insane. Yeah, again, and like I said, it's kind of how I, how I came up. Um, both my parents are successful and, uh, you know, they support me 100%, but I've just kind of had the mentality where I didn't want to get any handouts from them because in the sense that if I did ever become something, I want to look back and say, you know, I did this by myself and kind of, yeah. you know, grew myself from the ground up. So um, I actually moved out when I was 18 and I uh, I was out for five years. So, uh, you know, kind of had to make make it happen if I wanted right. to have my own freedom right. and stuff like that. I think yeah. that's real unique from, you know, the kids. A lot of kids today would, you know, go the complete opposite direction. Yeah, and especially, like I said, when you get into when you get into this field, it's I feel like, you know, and I'm an addict, unfortunately, for new technology and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. So, Aren't you know, all? if I wanted the $5,000 camera, I had to find a way to, you know, make get the $5,000 yeah. to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's crazy to look back on now from kind of, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm extremely far from finished right now, but, uh, like I said, I mean, finding the ways to kind of make a name for yourself and it's, it's a growing process. I'm sure as you guys know, you know, as well, um, if you want to make a living and survive, you have to find a way to get it. Otherwise you gotta, right. you know, find a back end. Yeah. It's not going to do the work for you. Yeah. So um, what made you, uh, what made you decide to, you know, this is it. I'm done with WB Mason. Let's make that jump. Um, like I said, I mean, I kind of, so when I was, I mean, so it was five years. So when I was starting there, probably from like 18 to 22. So what's that like four years? Yep. Um, I was, like I said, I was hustling like crazy. I was working insane hours, probably breaking 60 hour weeks. And, and I, I hate to admit it, but I kind of feel like on my last year, I was kind of like, all right, like I was just breaking bare minimum, like trying to work eight hour days because when I was at work, I was this when I was driving and uh, I was driving a truck making deliveries and every day I'd go in, you know, I'd show up to work on time. I'd still maintain a good relationship right. and be the best employee I could be. But at the same time, I'm like just getting so sidetracked. I'm like, all right, what can I do for myself to get the hell out of this place? And like, yeah. how am I going to make this happen and, you yeah. know, never have to work for someone else again? So, you know, I'd be making deliveries and then in between I'd be trying to network and find new business and stuff like that. And it's it got to the point where, like I said, especially with, you know, being a wedding photographer, I mean, you end up working crazy hours, that's a 40 hour week alone to edit a wedding or you oh, know, yeah. shooting and stuff like that. So, Absolutely. um, like I said, I kind of finally had to make the decision where, you know, was I ready to make the jump? Um, like I said, I'll be the first to admit most of my faults. I was probably $30,000 in credit card debt from, <laughs> uh, like I said, just being an idiot when I was 18 and kind of wow. buying whatever I wanted. Um, and again, like I said, equipment's expensive and back right. then it was a hobby. Yeah, so tough. like I said, there really wasn't a value to what I was spending. Yeah. Um, so I actually made sure that that debt was completely paid off. And then I was like, you know what? I worked hard to get to that point. You know, we might, if we're not going to try it, then when the hell are we? Yeah. So I said, if I'm not going to do it, I got to do it now. Um, and I, you know, I was shaking when I walked in with a letter to HR just for myself. I mean, I knew <laughs> they were going to try to retain me if anything, or sure. like I said, see what they had to say. But I was like, you know, if I've worked this hard, you got to make the decision to just kind of, you know, do it. Um, and you know, like I said, I just kind of never looked back from that point. Yeah. I think that's a, a unique point right there that you made sure that you paid off all this debt. Cause I think there's plenty of kids who, you know, maybe are in a similar boat to you and want to pursue their passion and they don't worry about the debt first. I mean, to be honest, that might be someone like me. I might have just said, screw <laughs> yeah. it and quit my job with all this debt and continue to rack it up. Well, right? I mean, if you put it in perspective, that's like someone coming out with student loan debt. It's true. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. That's another, thing. that's another good point that you brought that up. So the way that I was kind of imagining this whole time is obviously like I was getting to the point where, you know, it was nice because I was making, 
you know, for someone my age, I was bringing in really good money because I was working a full-time job making, I wasn't making a salary, but because I was working all those hours, I was making overtime, killing it on yeah. that. And then, like I said, say I brought in a, you know, a decent amount of income from the photography. It's like for my age, if you were coming close to right. what, what I was making, it was nice because, yeah. you know, I could go and risk this money and say, okay, now I just have to go and work 60 hours this week where I have a guaranteed way to make mm -hmm. this money. Versus nowadays, if it's like, if I don't, if I don't work, then I'm not making money and I'm not able to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Yeah, so like I said, you, you kind of learn, I think as of late, I've kind of come to the realization where you don't truly know the value of a dollar until you are fully dependent on yourself to make that money. Um, Cause like I, like I said that. before, I could always fall back on a guaranteed yeah, paycheck, guaranteed coming, paycheck in. coming in. Yeah. And uh, now, now, like I said, if the work's not coming, then, you know, you're not making the car payment, you're not paying, you know, paying the rent and stuff like that. The electric's so. not going to stay on. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know you're only, which is 24, you're only 24, yeah, 24 but I mean, even yeah. things like, you know, healthcare and all that stuff, like yeah. once you hit 26. Yeah. That's the one. You know that <laughs> situation, Mike. Yep. Yep. Like I said, <laughs> I know mean, that one uh, well. Like I said, I, I don't look to my parents for anything, but that's the one thing that I'm riding out. Tell <laughs> Oh, I wrote that all the yeah, way the as far as the I don't think anyone's blaming you on that one. <laughs> um, like I said, and just a kind of a quick side story. So last night, um, one of my clients, and who's also a good friend, he owns a uh, a restaurant um, in uh, Saugus, Mass, called Jay Pachi, and basically they have a deli, and then they have a restaurant off of that. Mm -hmm. um, and he he called me the other night, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I got my financial advisor. He's from New York Life, and he's putting on a uh, you know like somewhat of a networking event slash seminar uh, where they were kind of." talking about business growth and, you know, how you can prepare for the future. It kind of all translated back to, you know, buy life insurance. <laughs> but uh, the one thing, so like it was me and him and he's actually 24 too. And, you know, he's killing it. He's actually, he took over uh, the family business. So he's kind of running all operations for both sides of it. Um, and like I said, you know, we're sitting there at the table, me and him are next to each other and we're both 20, he's 23, I'm 24. Yeah. And again, everyone around us is 40s, 50s, 60s. Wow. And, uh, you know, we're, we're watching the presentation and they basically, like I said, they're kind of talking about, you know, what piece of you, or it's obviously financially, but like what you're leaving behind to your partner and your family, you yeah. know, your kids. And I'm like, I'm starting to think of it, but like we're in a position where, you know, we're self-dependent on everything. Like if I die, there's really no, I guess, I guess you could say like a legacy, but there's really nothing that's going to be left over because we're not a construction company where someone can come in and take over for us and yeah. and continue this from going on so it, was, it yeah. was almost like it wasn't scary it was kind of like well if i'm gonna make this happen like i gotta kill it like now yeah. and kill it quick you know what i'm saying because it's yeah. like there's no way to kind of pass on a vision i think that's the best way to put it like yeah. what i'm seeing is you know i make my living so off different. what my eye is seeing and right. my creativity that's in my brain it's yeah. really something that can't be replicated you know yeah. so it's, that's it's why tough. people invest in you because yeah. they want your vision yeah, yeah. um even like I said, you know, both you guys, Mike and Mike, it's, you know, from a photography standpoint, I do most weddings with, you know, Mike Nealon and it's at the same time, you know, we can be standing side by side and we can be shooting the exact same person. But at the end of the day, our images are going to look completely different, which Usually is, which is better. crazy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like I said, I mean, it's, it's just something that can't be replicated. So I feel like if you're gonna, if you're gonna make the most out of yourself, at least in this field, like it's just something that you have to be, you know all in for oh, and yeah. kind of like make it happen yeah exactly yeah yeah speaking on uh, your style a little bit um you know i follow you on your social media if you want to give everybody your uh, your instagram yeah, tag yeah uh, shot by surrett last name pretty simple um, one r two t's yeah, one r two t's <laughs> i always confuse it <laughs> so i mean you're always putting up your posts um when you put something up there it's of quality yep how do you kind of like walk us through how do you decide 
um, this content's going to bring me good return or maybe I shouldn't put this right, up. Right, right. So I think that's definitely something that came with a lot of growth too, which is not growth, but also like you have to really pay attention to the market. And again, unfortunately, you know, I'm an addict to my phone and it's, you know, it looks bad from someone that doesn't understand it, but like my phone is what makes me money. If, oh, half, yeah, you know, 80% sure. of my of business is driven from Instagram and, yeah. you know, anything like that, you know, my girlfriend gets at me for it. My parents, <laughs> it's like, you know, you're always on your phone. Well, it's like, I'm not just screwing around, just yeah. like texting friends saying, you know, what are we doing tonight? Yeah. It's like, how the hell am I going to make my next paycheck? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like I said, and I could kind of no. go on, go on forever for this, but um, Instagram is something that can really make or break you. And I think that's something that kind of, like I know, you know, everyone talks about like mental health and stuff like that, but like it's something you got to be very aware of because I feel like I've gotten brought down to my lowest point back in the day because of like Instagram and becoming so, you know, sunken into it. Yeah, um, like I said, I was I was at the point, you know, a few years ago before it would this was really a business where it's like it would be, you know, days like today when it's twelve degrees out and tonight I'm in my car going into Boston just to get a picture for Instagram and I'm like you know, nowadays I kind of got the realization where I'm like, you know, what the hell was I That's doing back stupid. then? Because yeah. it, it wasn't for myself. It was for everyone else that was just viewing these photos because yeah. I created this brand and then I needed, yeah. you know, I was obligated to present to them something. Right. And it's like yeah. that at you that, point, kind of at that point, it had no return on me. Besides, it was like a cool photo and maybe I'll get, you know, a hundred likes. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, was that really worth going and fucking getting, you know, yeah. hyperthermia yeah. Up there yeah. for, for yeah. this, uh, for this one photo. But, um, Nowadays, like I said, it's it's not about the the quantity. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's really not about the quantity of the posts I'm putting up anymore. It's more about you know, is this photo going to drive me more business, and kind of who am I gearing this photo towards? Right, yeah. right. Um, and I think that's something important too. Is for me, I don't know if it's more of like a downside, but I don't really focus. Like I said, I don't classify myself as a wedding photographer because right. I do way more than that. You know, I could be doing photos of newborn babies and then weddings. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm shooting a beer can. Like, <laughs> uh, I stay pretty versatile, but I think it's also in a way kind of bad for me being so versatile because I have to really try to find a way to attract all these different people that I'm, you know, attracting to my brand. Sure. Um, when you're doing so many things, like I said, if I had someone that was interested in you know, in weddings, but then all of a sudden, like I said, I put a picture of, you know, a beer brand that I'm working for that could might phase them away from what they're interested off. in. So yeah. it's tough. Like I said, having, I'm always kind of, you know, researching the numbers that I'm doing and the impressions I'm bringing in. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I think just retaining people for your brand is something that's kind of challenging and you got to find a way to, you know, make that work. So, um, how like about, I said, it's a growing process for sure. How yeah. about like interacting with your followers? How do you um, so I think that's it's something that I could be better at. Um, again, I see a lot of people that I do follow who are a little bit more personable with people that are, you know, even someone like Mike, like Mike talks a lot on his, on his stories and stuff like yeah. that to kind of try to, you know, say, <laughs> say what, he, again, it's, you know, some people might think it's annoying, but some people might think that it's extremely beneficial because he's going through his day by day routine and say you're someone that's trying to be at his position or, you know, even you, Mike, like you guys are in the same business together. Um, you know, someone might want to see that behind the scenes type of thing to, yeah. but again, those are people that, you know, is it a consumer or is it someone that wants to be, you know, more business related and kind wants of to be taking your business, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So you, and that's one thing I realized too, is I used to post everything I was doing, any single move I was making, I was posting it. Then I'm like, you know, you got to be careful as far as how much information you're really giving to people because someone will replicate your style and take you, you know, for a second. No, some people just don't have that kind of. Yeah. that care to kind of not copy and you know replicate exactly what you're doing yeah um but like i said i mean i try to you know at least provide 
a versatile amount of, you know, work kind of doing different things. And, you know, it hopefully, like I said, retain people to, to stick with me and at least just kind of understand that I'm trying to do more than one thing and hopefully appreciate it for what it is yeah. at the end of the day. Um, like I said, it's, it's kind of at the point where, um, you know, you have to look at it and decide, you know, you can't solely run your business off of social media, at least, like I said, in, in our field. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of made the decision as far as like, you know, I was kind of evaluating myself. I said, you know, I, I, as now I kind of live or, you know, at least grow my business in the sense that if Instagram was to go away tomorrow, am I still going to be successful? Yeah. And I think I'm that's at that point, point now where I, I do enough business where I don't need social media to survive. Sure. It's again, now I'm, I'm more using it as a marketing kind of tactic as far as it's not know, just your only stream it's just right. one stream of marketing yeah and i, I think with i think those people are pretty hard to to point you know pretty easy to, to pinpoint now i mean again i'm 24 years old i'm a, you know i didn't go to college but I'm, I'm a guy and you know i feel like nowadays most guys that live for instagram they're the ones that want to take pictures of these you know smoke show models and they think that you're going to make a business off of that yeah. but these models aren't going to pay the bills and I'll, tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that much because sure. i've been through the phase where i was working with you know i thought that i was going to grow my business because i was shooting some you know some hot girl or something like that. But again, it's not going to pay the bills and you're never mm -hmm. going to be able to develop a brand off of that. So it's again, it's um, kind of like you're back to chasing likes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The and that's again. the thing. You know, we're kind of as a society adapted to the fact of, you know, everyone using Instagram so heavily that a lot of people that aren't in the business of it and kind of use it from a, a pleasure standpoint, as far as interacting with people and creatives that are posting is that you know, these people are pretty much thinking that if you're not active on Instagram and you're not posting every day, then you must not be working. And that's one thing that I've, I've kind of realized myself is that, you know, these people are thinking that if you're not consistent and you're not always showing what you're doing either on Instagram stories or posting, you know, different things from shoots that you're doing, that you're not just doing anything. So one thing I'm trying to, you know, work on personally too, is just, like I said, working in silence is something that's, it's extremely important because yeah. again, I do, I, some of the shoots that I do, like I don't post everything that I'm doing anymore. Right. Like you said, because it might either, I try to, you know, provide the most quality I can in anything that I do. But again, if it's something that's, I don't think it's going to be attractive and, you know, bring me a return on investment. I don't think that it's worth, you know, posting and showing to these people. So sure. like I said, I mean, I think you just got to keep working and, you know, post your best work. And like I said, I mean, don't stop working in the background and, you know, being quiet all the time and, you know, kind of live off of what you think people are thinking of what you're presenting to them. So, yeah, I think there's sometimes it's a lot to say for the, uh, you know, a little mis uh, mystery behind like the business for you know? sure for sure yeah. you, like you're saying you don't have to always show what you're doing every second of the day and again and if, and if you are then either you you still could be extremely successful doing that don't yeah. get me wrong yeah. i was I gonna mean. say uh that because i feel like that's almost like a um that reminds me of almost like a self-awareness thing mm -hmm. like i'm i think i definitely am kind of the type of person that like i don't know maybe i just enjoy like showing what i'm yeah, yeah. working on yeah, and you can be proud like if you're that. proud of yourself i mean it shows right. you might be proud of yourself and you're confident in what you do yeah and and sometimes you know like you said matt there's people who enjoy seeing that and might get value out of that and then there's other people who i think like mike mcdonough here he is one of the more silent people like matt said working working in silence I think that's just uh, you know another type of person. So right. I think again, it all varies. I don't think person. it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna kill you or kill your business. It's just kind of like I said. You know, if you are specific, if you're only shooting weddings, then it's easy for you. Not easy for you, but I think it's a lot easier because 
if someone's getting brought to your page, brought to your website, brought to your Instagram, they know right you away. know you know why they're there. Yeah. But someone like me, like I have to spend time researching of like again, you don't have to give a shit about it at all, but like sure. I want to retain people there. So I gotta know like, you know, what type of my content is driving more people in. Yep. I think that's something a lot of people in the business world ignore is how available all these analytics are. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I use Squarespace for my website and it's mm-hmm. completely free and all you gotta do is just go to your your site traffic. The analytics tab, yeah. I know exactly, you know, what people are clicking yeah. on, you know, what time they're coming in, where they're sourced yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, that's one thing I realized too, is that from the stats that I'm seeing is that, you know, 70% of my business is coming in directly from Instagram. Maybe they're clicking the link yeah. and all that. Yeah. So um, like I said, it's, it's definitely something that you need, but you don't wanna revolve your life around it for sure. Yeah. I um I have a question here to kind of switch gears. I want to go yeah. back to um, uh, some of our earlier questions. When you were growing up, you said your mom and dad were both very successful. I'm curious, like, you know, going through high school and when you started getting into photography and then especially, um, this will be interesting to hear, like, you know, when you decided, like, you're not going to college, what were your parents kind of like growing up and you know, how, yeah, so how were I mean. they like supportive when, you know, when yeah, it's, a, it's a good point. And like I said, this is obviously something that I've picked up on as well. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of a brief background. So my dad's self-employed as well. Um, so he, have, he, yeah, owns, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So he owns a plumbing company. Yep. Um, like I said, he, he's killing it. And like I said, definitely motivational for me watching, you know, watching him do his thing. And again, he, he's, you know, he's funny as hell. Like I said, he, <laughs> He tells my mom, like I said, he works three to six, but he still makes the same as someone else bringing, you know, <laughs> like I said, he knows what he has to do in order to make the money, but he can right. do it in a limited time. So yeah. like I said, I mean, he, he works his ass off. He's killing it. Um, my mom was working in a law firm for a while and now she's actually working for hood doing some, uh, some project management stuff for them. Cool. Um, but like I said, to touch up on your point when, you know, my dad was obviously he's self-employed. So he, I think he gets it compared to yeah. my mom at the, this is going back to the time. Right. Um, like I said, I mean, he obviously was, you know, quiet kept Probably right like away. I said, he, he, like, he, you know, yep, cool. he knew if he knew, he knew I was, like I said, I was working for WB Mason. I was working for market True. basket for years, you know, yeah. running radio shack. I mean, I was all, <laughs> I was all over the place. Now did yeah. he go to school? Um, no. So he didn't, I mean, he obviously had to get his license for plumbing and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so he went to like the Vogue for some night school to get his, uh, his plumbing okay. license. Yeah. So he got it because he was in that environment and like, obviously he's successful now. So he, he gets the kind of, and he did it to start his own business. Yeah. So yeah. he, he ended up working for someone else too, obviously in the for field, yeah, but then he kind of went off to do his own thing. Yep. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure my mom, like I said, when she knew I wasn't going to college, like she was pretty much like in tears. Cause again, it's unfortunate. It's just the way it goes in yeah, society today. Like you don't know if like, if your kid's not going to college, I'm sure you don't know if you're going to be successful or not. So right. it's, yeah. um, so like I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure I actually ended up applying to schools probably just to please her. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I, I got it. denied from like seven schools or something like that. Like I applied to like yeah. Fitchburg and stuff for like yeah. maybe doing video work. And um, yeah. like I said, I mean, once those came back, like I said, I mean, you're just going to make it happen for yourself. Um, so it, well, like I said, she was obviously both my parents were extremely supportive the entire time. But I think, like I said, it's just kind of that, um, you know, just that kind of norm that you get that like most of your kids are going to come out of college. I mean, come sorry, come out of high school and go straight to college. Right. Um, so like I said, I mean, I just kind of had to make it work and, you know, they'd eventually kind of get the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Clearly you did like something, I said, right? <laughs> yeah. And again, like I said, my mom's always been the type of person to like, 
Um, as far as like confidence goes, like I would obviously like never kind of promote myself or like let people know what I was doing back in the day. And she was always just like, put your shit out there. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? She's like, she gets crazy too. Like if someone doesn't tag me like on Instagram or like give me photo, <laughs> like give me photo credit, she's like texting me right away. She's like, I know. She's I like, did, hey, look uh, out for this. I did a shoot for, uh, and this is kind of a good point for, you know, normal people in the business and people that don't kind of understand it. Yeah. But uh, I did a shoot for uh, Nikita Kucherov um, of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he, oh, yeah. This was a shoot I did for Bauer, um, the hockey brand. And this actually ended up going, doing really well. It ended up being in their catalogs, and they kind of blew up some posters for their sales. I saw meetings that. Yeah, that stuff. shit looked awesome. Um, so it was definitely pretty cool. And like I said, she she texted me right away when she seen that, you know, that it was in the catalog. And she's yeah. like, they didn't put your name on this. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, you got to understand, like, in the corporate world, like, yeah. normally they're paying you enough that, like, you know, photo credit is not the top of their worries. Yeah. You can't um, be expecting that no, from a big exactly. company. <laughs> and again, and I'll That's be completely awesome. honest with this, too. Like, this is a shoot where, you know, I'm sure if I, like, reached out, if I did it the right way, like, you know, it's probably, like, something that's, like, they're going to give you, like, 10 grand for or something. But this is, like, the type of work where basically... This kid reached out to me because I think their photographer bailed or they needed another photographer. He's like, dude, like we got like 200 bucks. Like if you want to do this, like do it. And I'm like, again, I'm been the type of person which I've caught on to this soon enough is it's really not about the money in situations like this. It's like, if I don't take this, then the next guy is going to do it and he's going to get to promote everything that I just promoted. Did you know who the client was when they approached you? Yeah, so this kid, Ricky. So he used to work for... uh, a brand Lilo social, which, uh, my friend Bobby, uh, owns now they're like a social media agency, uh, do a lot of marketing for Snapchat and stuff like that. Um, so we did a shoot together for a restaurant and then he ended up going to work for Bauer doing some, uh, social work for them. Like directly for Bauer. Yeah. So he oh, works okay. directly for Bauer. Yeah. Gotcha. But like I said, I mean, a lot of people, and, and I've, I've witnessed this kind of coming up too, is, you know, I, I kind of, you know, watch what other people are doing too. And it's like, it's not about, you know, I got people that, you know, they say even for weddings, for example, it's like you might have three years of, of experience and you're you're putting a $5,000 price tag on your weddings. And it's like you might get that $5,000, but it's like, well, I'm going to charge $2,500 and I'm going to go get 10 weddings by the time you get your one $5,000 wedding. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like you can't overvalue yourself. But at the same time, like I don't feel like I'm at the point where. I'd rather develop a really solid portfolio and, yeah. ha- you know, have Before the confidence going into grand. it saying, you know, okay, I'm shooting $5,000 worth of work now. Yeah, right. Um, so, like I said, it's, you can't you can't just jump all of the money. You got to get the right opportunities. And, again, you end up building great relationships with these people that, you know, you're you're helping them out. And then, like I said, They're the gonna money the money's going to come. Right. It's just you got to have the patience to get it. How would you have the foresight? You know, because not a lot of people think like that. A lot of people, you put money in front of them and they're like, Give me it all. You yeah. know, how do you have the foresight? As far as like to be able to, you know, deny a job or not to deny a job, but to be like, all right, maybe I'll take a little less money, you know, and get three more yeah, jobs I mean, out of this I, instead of just I, one I think big it, job. It's really, it really just comes down to, like I said, it's, it's, you know, the best way to put it is kind of like a return on investment. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, you know, and I, I actually did the same thing with, you know, I guess I'm pretty decent. I'm not anywhere near where I want to be at as far as like brands go and like clients that I've worked with, but for example, this uh, I worked with Adidas. Um, they were doing like a running promotion. And again, I wasn't, you know, this kid hit me up that was working for Adidas and he said, hey, you know, we got this project going on. We just don't have a crazy budget for it. He's like, hey, well, you know, I'll give you a couple pairs of shoes or whatever. And I'm like, nice. dude, just to, to have the name, Adi- like you, yeah. go on my, you go on my website and you search my partnerships or whatever. And like, 
Adidas yeah, I saw is that. there. It's like, yeah. if I didn't take that one opportunity for a pair of shoes that I, I might not even wear, but like, <laughs> again, someone else that You're might- You're shitting out Adidas yeah, exactly. right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no shot, but like someone else that might, you know, some client that's- Checks or stripes. <laughs> <laughs> some client that's looking at my work and they see that, you know, that might be the guy that gives me the five grand because he sees that I'm, you know, I have yeah. some sort of credibility to my yeah. name and- Again, it's like I said, it's 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 not risk because you know you get if you get the right return on it. Don't get me wrong. If someone says, you know, hey, I only have a five hundred dollar budget for my wedding, obviously I'm gonna say, well, yeah. you know, it's gonna cost me five hundred dollars just to get there, and then yeah. you know you value your time at something like that if it's not worth the investment coming back to me. Right. right. Um, and again, even like I said, we go back to the whole Instagram thing. It's like. I'm not gonna, you know, shoot you for free because, like I said, you have a certain amount of followers. Yeah. Again, yeah. if I research your, pro, you know, your profile and see that like you're getting like a lot of big names, you know, behind you and stuff like that, then maybe That's I'll consider it. That's a different story, it. exactly. But again, I mean, and nowadays you can go buy ten thousand followers, <laughs> and like yeah. I said, if you're not getting the, how the much does that cost, by the way? I'm I don't know. <laughs> Never been <laughs> asking there. for a friend. <laughs> if you're not, uh, like I said, if you're not bringing anything back to me that's valuable, or it's gonna, like I said, further my career and at least maybe get a potential client coming back to me, like I said, then you can say no. But I mean, like I said, I think a lot of people just chase the check and you know don't look for kind of you know, the development behind it. Yeah, no, that's so, a great point. I think I want to go to um, kind of like 2019 and like now, like, you know, working for WB Mason for what, four or five years and then leaving and working for yourself full time. What is, uh, you know, what is right now like and, you know, what's your like, what's the day to day and like, what's it like working for yourself yeah, full time so, now? Uh, so like I said, so I was, I made the jump full time. So I've been doing that for probably about four or five months now. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, like I said, I guess you said the, the next venture that we just started. Uh, so I got a st uh, photo studio in, in Peabody. Um, so my cousin's actually working with me too. So, you know, we called that Surratt Studio, same last mm -hmm. name. So it all ended up working well with the branding Perfect. and all that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, the, the whole purpose of the studio wasn't necessarily to, you know, just be doing shoots on backdrops and stylized shoots and stuff like that. Um, obviously it's great being able to have the setup and I don't have to kind of set up on the go and sure. you know, bring my stuff bring everywhere everything with everywhere, me. Yeah. Um, but it, it was more honestly just like, I felt like I had a business because obviously, you know, legally i i am you know working for right. matt Sawyer productions and the yeah. owner of that um but when i st when i got like i said and i'm sure you guys can probably relate but when you have your own office and a place to go to with an address with your name on it yeah. it's kind of like okay now i own a fucking business <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like yeah it's not really just like you're working from your laptop and you have a camera you can yeah. kind of work for these people you go to starbucks for a couple yeah, hours maybe get hit with a few 1099s yeah. and it's like, um <laughs> but like i said i mean it's it's been more of a motivation now having the space behind me and you know if I want to do, you know, wedding meetings with potential clients, it's like, all right, well, we're not, you know, we can meet at Starbucks, but why don't yeah. you come to my studio and we can sit down, you know, yeah. on a couch and like I yeah. said, you know, see some of my previous work and stuff yeah. like that. So I think it's a, it's a good. And selling. not even to mention, it's kind of like, you know, it sounds funny, but it's like an impressing factor. Like yeah, they see like you have I, a place yeah, and they exactly. see you as It shows more you're a little more serious about, yeah. about your brand. Um, True. But like I said, at least for like plans for the year, um, and I know I was briefly talking to you guys about this kind of off the podcast, but. Um, like I said, I, I've kind of come to the realization where I'm not trying to strictly focus on photo anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm obviously still going to keep going full force with it, but, uh, like I said, if you're going to be someone that, you know, has the hustle and, you know, the creative ability behind you, I think you always got to look for, you know, what the next best thing is and where there, where there's a market for certain things. And, uh, I've been doing some work, like I said, kind of social media consulting and, uh, 
you know, building websites out for clients, because the way I kind of present it to, to, you know, to these clients is that, you know, I can come into your restaurant, for example, and take the photos of your food, but you know, why not go ahead and implement this into a menu and update that for you. And kind of, like I said, if you can be the guy that does the photos and also, you know, implement these into their, their brand, I mean, I think you've got a good selling point behind you versus, you know, them paying you to come take the photos and they're outsourcing all this work to other people. And it ends up being a, you know, they might have the budget for it, but again, you're still working with many different people and kind of getting yeah. all these different creatives behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even um, with us, um, you know, our big thing when we first started was we don't want to just hand a video to someone and be like, here's a video. Yeah, yeah. You know, we want to show you how to market it. We want to show you how you can use it in your favor, like gives it value. And I yeah, think and again, what, like I said, I think that's where I kind of, you know, I, and I, I don't try to make this in like a bragging standpoint, but I'm pretty open to everyone I work with. And like I said, it's, if you have to take a little bit of money off the top to get that client in there, I mean, some of my top clients now that are paying me on monthly retainers are people that I, I personally reached out to on, say on Instagram, I said, Hey, you know, this is what I do. This is what I think I can do for you. Why don't it's, you know, it's like a a 30 day, not, no, not as necessarily 30 days, but it's like a free, you know, let me at least show you what I'm capable of and what I want to bring to your table and how you're going to benefit and how Mm -hmm. I'm going to win off this too. And then if the time comes, then we sit back and we say, Hey, you know, can we work this into, you know, now we bring financial into it and say, all right, like I said, now these people that I did work for free are the ones that, you know, fortunately cover some of my bills. So it's. Like I said, it works. again, some people just say, you know, it's it's the money or nothing. Yeah. I think it, it ends up screwing you in the end. So, All right, Matt. So wrapping up here, it's been awesome. Uh, super cool to hear your story. Obviously, I know it, but it's really cool for uh, for everyone here to sh- hear it. Um, you know, Mike to hear it as well. So I think this will be really cool. Um, so one thing that we're going to do with every guest, obviously, you're the first. So uh, this will be a first, but we're going to do basically listener questions. And we might answer them, but um, we're going to start it off with having you just answer them. So. Um, one first of the off, ones... how honored are you that you're our first guest? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First <laughs> off, yeah. Let's see what you guys got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so the question is um, basically in a market where there's new photographers popping up every day, new video people popping up every day, um, what do you feel that you do that kind of um, separates you and, and helps make you stand out from everyone else? Um, yeah, so I mean, I think we're definitely as like, I mean, I guess you could say like a society, but at least like our generation um it basically like we're at the the peak right now as far as like everyone kind of being a photographer yeah. uh especially with phone. like yeah especially with like phones being so yeah. good now like I used portrait to, mode yeah, yeah. And it used to scare the shit out of me and then i was just like dude like you know, again same thing i said back to before like you got to find your own way to stand yeah. out and again everyone sees things differently true um i don't feel like i'm at the point now where i can even like feel comfortable saying, well, you know, everyone wants to be photographers is like, you know, I'm already better than everyone else. Like that's not the case at all. Like I still find ways that I can grow every day and, you know, keep progressing my own brand. But, uh, like I said, I mean, I guess you, you really just got to find your own way to, to, it's almost easy in a sense, because like, if you're going to be in this field, like it's not just a a point and shoot kind of, you know, click and go type of world that we're, you know, we're in as far as this market goes. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, you're in this because if you're in this seriously enough, you're in this because you are someone that is a creative and you're Mm -hmm. someone that sees things differently than the average guy sitting, you know, either at a desk or the guy that's working labor or something like that. Like, you know, we're in this field for a reason, or we were at least attempted to be in the field for a reason. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I mean, you, you got to find ways, you know, I don't think it's worth, uh, you can definitely be inspired by other people's photos and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to be the first to to admit it where, you know, if I see a style that I like, uh, you know, I'll do my best to try to, 
you know, maybe replicate that in a way, but, but it inspires, it, but, but, yeah, you. but it inspires put, your put, style. Yeah. But put my own edit on it and stuff right. like that. Um, I mean, again, you want to, you always want to be learning too from, there's always going to be someone that's better than you. True. Um, as far as I'm concerned, unless you're the cockiest person in the world, like I said, there's always going to be someone that's more successful and they find ways that they can make more money than you are. Um, mm-hmm. and again, you know, take it from those people and, you know, in network with them and learn from them. Um, like I said, I mean, you're always going to take one, even if you take one thing out of it, you're always going to find a way that you can kind of differ yourself and yeah. kind of keep, keep pushing on that. And yeah, I mean, um, there's enough money in the system for everyone to be made. So yeah, and that's one thing. Not, that's uh, one thing that, like I said, when I had to start making my own money, I was like, you know, I, and I'm sure you guys can can agree. Like, there'd be there'd be months when I, like I said, say I get this big, you know, not big money, but I get this decent money job, and it's like, oh well, this is never gonna happen again. I don't know if you guys go through that. And then like, then next thing you know, like you get a phone call. And it's like, hey, can you come and do this? And it's like, it's really not. If you keep pushing and keep your yeah. work out there, it's never gonna stop. I mean. You know, I've kind of always lived by the mentality that, you know, I, I, it's impossible for me to fail. Hmm. And I don't mean that in a sense that it's, you know, impossible for me to, me to fail doing photo. But like I said, if you have the hustler's mindset, if photo doesn't work out for me, I'm going to go and get another job tomorrow. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, yeah. and that's one thing that kind of from my mindset is from, you know, trying to work hard and have that work ethic is, you know, I hate the people on Facebook that are always complaining about, oh, you know, we can't find jobs and we can't do this. And oh, it's like, there's when I was, shit. when I was working full time, you know, doing labor work, I always, you know, in my head or to, you know, friends and colleagues said, you know, if I quit this job today, I'm going to be employed by the end of the week again. Yeah. And again, it's because the jobs are out there. Just, you just got to sack up and get off Facebook and go look for one. They're there. I mean, like I said, even if like, even when I started at WB, I was making, you know, $10 an hour. And then I ended up, like I said, working my way up to the point that I was at where I was making, you know, a really comfortable living off right. it. But again, you got to find ways to get in the system and then start yeah. working your way up within it. So any, like I said, as cliche as it sounds, anything is possible and you can never, you know, fail and you're responsible for everything that you're going to, you know, all the actions that you take to be successful. So yeah. yeah. And, uh, like that. you know, kind of, like a real life example, I think, um, of you kind of getting inspired by someone. We did a wedding, all three of us recently, Yep. Um, down in Newport. And there was this one shot you were trying to get like that double exposure. Maybe we'll throw this up on the uh, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. Just to show them. We'll tag you so your mom doesn't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, it was just, you know, you told me you had this idea and you're like, I'm going to try it right here and right now. And the photo's amazing. You yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that, you can explain uh, it better than Dylan, I can. Dylan and Allie's yeah. Dylan and Allie's, okay. yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I mean, like I said, you know, you have to find a way where if you see something, you have to find, again, you know, I'm comfortable doing weddings now. I'm sure someone that's kind of, you know, stepping in the field. I mean, when I did my first wedding and it was probably, you know, a five, it probably was a $500 wedding yeah, at that sure. point. Cause I needed the, again, not needed, to, not to go too far back onto this, but it's again, if you have to you know, you ha- if I didn't do that wedding for 500, when am I going to get the wedding that's five? Where, sorry, when am I going to get the wedding that, you know, I can have, it might look like shit to me, but again, it's at least starting the process of growing that into something bigger than right. it is. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that, that whole double exposure shot that and I'm sure yeah, you guys will, funny. you guys can throw it up. It's like yeah. I said, it's, that's something that I, I seen from, uh, um, you know, another wedding photographer that I attended his workshop, uh, Sam Hurd. And, you know, he's very creative on his style. Like he, you know, his mission is to never be like anyone else um, as far as like shooting styles goes and stuff yeah, like that. But really good. again, like I said, I mean, it wasn't, you know, I copied, not copied essentially, but like I 
was inspired by whatever he did and I went and did it on my own terms and yep. put my own style to yeah, it but yeah. again if you don't if you don't take risks and it, again she loved the shot you know yeah. what I'm saying it, I think they were blown away by yeah. it <laughs> it's funny one minute he's like I'm gonna try this double exposure thing and, and I mean, I'm gonna it, see how it, it works probably, five it probably, minutes later it probably it. failed you know 15 times but again I even when for, I saw it I was like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> success but even uh, again even I think for you know people that are just kind of starting in weddings too is like I said I mean as, as you guys know, there's, it's never a kind of, you know, obviously weddings are extremely important and I take them extremely seriously. Um, but once the, once the like real important stuff is over, like obviously try to like do new things. Don't yeah, be the be person, creative. don't be the person that just takes the same, again, as take you know, the same picture I'm sure when me and Mike do weddings at the same time too, it's like, and I tell this to clients that want me for, you know, 12 hours and I'm like, listen, I'll be there for 12 hours if you want me to, but like after hour like seven and then everyone's dancing, it's like I have it's the, the same, same picture, picture of this guy dancing for the last three hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or it's the like drunk uncle again, over there. But, yeah. but again, if you're there, try new shit. I mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Try right. new things out and you know make something out of it. So I think that's one thing that I, you know, like I said, to kind of touch on that is if you have an idea, you know, find the right time to kind of put that to use. And yeah. if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you know. Wait till the next time and try it again. Right. You know, if you give up on it, it's never gonna never gonna happen. It's anyways. not like you're paying for film either. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Try sure. it as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, well, Matt, it's been awesome. awesome. Appreciate yeah, you having. Uh, you guys, appreciate having sure. you here. It's awesome. Um, all right, everyone, stay tuned for the next episode next Monday. And if you guys want to follow Matt on Instagram, uh, by the way, I highly recommend it. It is at Shot by Surrett. Uh, go follow him. Check out his work and say hello. And check out his new studio too, if uh, you know you need some. If you're studio ever in time. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty simple on that too. It's at uh, Surrett Studios on uh, on Instagram, so the content will be rolling in. Cool. If you have questions, uh, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We are up in your biz pod. Uh, follow us there. Subscribe to the podcast, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Adios.